0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Menopause the Good, the Bad, and the Downright Sweaty. I'm Diane Danzibrink, and I'm here with my lovely co host Sophie Claus. Hi everyone. Today we're going to be talking about menopause and relationships, and we have roped in our lovely partners. (laughs) So we've roped in Stephen, who is Sophie's partner. Stephen, say hello to everybody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also roped in my husband Martin, who will get to say hello to you now. Oh yeah. And what we're going to do is, we thought it would be really useful to get their perspective on what it's like to live with a woman going through menopause. Um, As we said in a previous podcast, Sophie and I both experienced surgical menopause. Um, So I'm sure that there are lots of you out there living with partners. Um, I'm sure there are lots of partners scratching their heads. Um, Certainly in my work as a menopause counsellor, I work with women and with couples and actually more recently with men who have contacted me to understand what it is their own partners are experiencing. So we hope this will be really helpful. Um, So straight in, (laughs) Stephen, um, really nice to see you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about, obviously before Sophie went through this. Um, about when you met her and because she's told us that she was experiencing PMDD, um, and what it was like for you. So PMDD, um, is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Um, and that is a situation that more women actually live with than is recognized, um, And Sophie, do you want to reiterate again what it is that PMDD is?
1: Yeah. PMDD actually affects one in 20 women um, in the UK. And quite often it means that women during the luteal phase um, can experience severe depressive episodes where they can have suicidal ideation, um, extreme anxiety. This quite often can prevent them from going to work or reaching out for help, um, and quite a lot of the women that I've encountered have, at some point during their PMDD, um, thought about ending their life. So when I met Stephen, I was in medical menopause, um, because by switching off my ovaries, it helped the PMDD stop. Basically, I'll pass it back. So Stephen,
0: that's quite a you know sort of that's quite a thing to you know sort of to have come into your life if you've not ever you know sort of. Had you even heard of PMDD before you met Sophie?
2: I'd never heard of PMDD. I wasn't fully aware of the menopause. Uh-huh. And when I first met Sophie, all I knew was I met this amazing person. We enjoyed doing the same things, going out, drinks, nice food, days out. And that's a side of the person I met. Yeah. And one of the things that she was quite open and honest about was open about being on the medication, on the medically induced menopause yeah. and it, for the first few months there was no impact whatsoever. It's like we like any other new, new couple, it's yeah. like we, we had good times. Yeah. And one of the things that kind of prepared me a little bit for when she had the surgery was because she was on an injection, we start to see at the end of roundabout, because the injection was every month, right. and we start to see the last week of each month, some of those symptoms that she had with PMDD and that similar to when you have low estrogen levels that mm-hmm. should start to have those down periods and feeling really down and not right. feeling feeling great. So, so kind so, of
0: the efficacy yeah. of the of the drug was wearing yeah. off and some of the symptoms yeah. were reappearing. So
2: we, we start to see that but in terms of our relationship it didn't affect that. It's mm-hmm. like we still have the same fun and we still do the same things. Yeah. It was just sometimes it was a little bit harder for Sophie to motivate herself to yeah. do do those things we enjoy doing together.
0: Yeah, and what about since she's had her surgery? So how have things been for for you? You know, sort of helping to support her yeah. through this.
2: So I think since surgery probably can be broken up into three different stage- okay. stages. So stage one is obviously when. Your loved one has that surgery, yeah, and seeing them recover from the surgery itself, so seeing them recover from the scars and and that here, That's obviously a struggle. So it's so a
0: kind of the physical side. So the physical that, side,
2: yeah. and the one thing that they always say is the physical side. They, they never really prepare you. Or prepared Sophie so much for the post physical side. It's <laughs> not. It's not something they really prepare you. for I'm not laughing <laughs>
0: because it's funny, but I'm laughing because, yeah. as you know, we we share that history of not being yeah. prepared. And <laughs> I
2: think it would be great as well to say. Like, for couples it's like to actually talk to both couples to say this is what to expect absolutely. after the surgery and I think I think it's a great preventative measure so that both people know what to look for.
0: Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So but, that was the first stage. Yeah.
2: And it's it's trying to be there and trying to help out a lot more around the house, trying so to practical think, you know, it's, things? It's more practical things, so me having my normal j- job mm-hmm. and then having to do a lot more around the house and then you notice how much you're over half dozen and, <laughs> and have to pick that up. <laughs> So that's, that was the first part. It's more just the additional workload. But then after that, then the other side starts to set in where, where the fact your body is starting to crash from not getting the estrogen levels. And yeah. you start to see that side. And then you start to see how much your partner has been struggling because they can't get the help they need. Mm. So for us, it's like we went to the doctors multiple times. I, for the last couple of visits, I went with her right. as well. And in the end, we ended up having to see a specialist private in order to try and start getting Sophie on the right path. Yeah. And just trying to get the right medication. And I've seen her struggle so much mm. and at times it's like she feels desperate mm. and she feels the whole world's against it. And mm. for me it's like, as a partner you just want to help and fix things and you have to realise there's nothing you can do to fix it. You just need to try and help her get the right the right support she needs.
0: I think that's really interesting what you say about trying to fix it because that's what I hear so often is what can i do to fix it and i think the frustration um, that i often encounter from partners when they can't fix it um, and i think it's great that you had some understanding of what was going on but of course for a lot of partners they don't have that understanding because nobody's explained anything to them and you at least had Sophie who understood some of what was going on Um, how did it during that phase how did it impact apart from the frustration how did it impact you sort of personally because I'm guessing you're trying to support her so who did you turn to for support
2: I, I think for support, I was turning to Sophie for right. support as well, I was probably leaning on her. Like, I, yeah. m- I moved down from the northeast it's like before we met and a lot of my fam- family and friends are still all up north okay. so, so I moved down with a very s- little support network down yep. here so we, we helped each other through which in mm. some ways it meant that we had to talk to each other about what we were both going through which which meant when Soph was struggling, she w- could open up to me. When I was struggling with things, I could open up to her. Mm. And I think that's helped, having that dialogue between mm. each other. Do you think that other.
0: strengthened your relationship?
2: I think it has our strengthened our relationship. Because mm. if we can go through this this episode <laughs> or this this phase, and yep. it can be such a difficult thing for any relationship. And to get through it together yeah. and see the other side and, yeah. and s- still try and do things by enjoying things together, not to switch off from the world and and not do the things that you enjoy and why you got together as a couple. Still yeah. do those things. Although at times I have to coax far out and to try and encourage her to do those things because she yeah. doesn't feel up to it. It's, it's hard. Mm. And at times she doesn't want to do it. But by helping each other and trying to know the difference when no means no and when no means... Knowing, when no means I need some encouragement that's something that I've, I'm having to learn and continue to learn.
0: Yeah. So that is very much a process. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the third stage? You mentioned and three stages. The
2: third stage was once we actually got the help that we thought was going to really solve things. So when we got the pellet for the first time, yeah, the first couple of months were great. Mm-hmm. So it's like the pellet, it's like you thought this is it. We've, we found the the golden nugget. We found what's going to fix things. <laughs> we've got the key. Yeah, And and then we kind of like spot towards the end of the, because when you first get the pellet, so three months, then you go back and yeah. get another one. Towards the end of that third month, it's like we could see, it starting to way off and start to see the problems hitting again. And we thought, great. It's like the next pellet, it's going to help. It's going to get things even better again. Mm. And what we've noticed that towards the end of this one again, is because they want you to have it for six months, we've noticed that She's dipped maybe at month three this time, mm-hmm. rather than dipping at month two, and this dip has been really hard.
0: So a bit like the medication, in, like medication. Medical, in medical yeah. menopause, yeah. you're experiencing yeah. a similar thing. And yeah.
2: Are the symptoms similar? The symptoms are similar, sometimes a little bit different, the more menopause-type symptoms, yeah. whereas... I, I'd probably say from what Soph described the PMD, when she was on the medical menopause, when that was wearing off, she she felt it was similar to more of the PMDD type episodes, whereas this one's more menopause, where how she felt in phase two after she had the surgery, where she would have the brain fog feeling very lethargic, Mm -hmm. not having the energy, seeing those signs come in, Mm -hmm. and trying to then, again, trying to help her through things and trying to say, look, there there will be a way through this, but... It's not going to be a quick fix. We just need to find a method that works.
0: Yeah. So with the experience that you've had, what? two questions. First one is, what would? What do you wish that you had known before you both started going through this experience yeah. together?
2: I, th- I think it would be great if, rather than just focusing in, or do- doctors and surgeons, focusing in on... The procedural side of things actually focus on the post-surgery the things to look out for as a couple or as as a partner so that you can actually help this person through what they're going through
0: that completely makes sense (laughs) total common sense yeah absolutely um so if that's what you wished you'd known what would be your advice to other partners who are out there who are either about to start going through this process maybe because of a surgical menopause with their partner or they might just they might be yeah. in a natural menopause and we know natural natural menopause can take all sorts of you know kind of it can it can manifest in all sorts of different ways some women have very few symptoms a lot some women have a lot of symptoms and um, what would be your advice to a partner who is now you know sort of trying to help or trying to understand What's going on?
2: I think the first thing is speak to your partner, mm. communicate to your partner. That's yeah. that's the first thing. Find out what they're going through, what the struggles are. Yeah. The second part is when they go to the doctors. Perhaps one of the things that surgeries could offer is maybe a joint session so that the yeah. partner knows what to look for, it can Absolutely. spot the signs. Because sometimes when you when Sophie, Sophie's like dropped so so far down because medication's wearing off, yeah. it's like sometimes. She doesn't know those things are happening until it, it's really really happening. It's too late. Whereas the partner they might spot some of the signs sooner where perhaps Sophie's becoming a little bit more irritable or yeah. feeling a little bit more lethargic. you may spot some of those signs sooner.
0: So how do you, as her partner, how do you tell her you're becoming more irritable? <laughs> 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 With caution. <laughs> How do you do
2: that? <laughs> do you
1: guys have some kind of secret language?
3: As <laughs> I I go
2: out the door, <laughs> so, luckily I don't have to do that because Sophie very self-aware. I think she's okay. always been self-aware of this, and she knows herself and communicates to me and says, "I'm becoming more I- irritable." Yeah. So what we try to do is we try to discuss things rather than just allowing Sophie to bottle things up and mm-hmm. wait till it hits boiling point. Yeah. We try and nip things a little bit sooner mm-hmm. and we're, we're still learning we're still trying to get through to see how it works
0: yeah and just recognising that it's an ongoing yeah. it's an ongoing process yeah and that you're both learning this yeah. together
2: but so is any relationship it's an ongoing process absolutely and you can take menopause out and people have exactly the same struggles yeah. in relationships
0: absolutely I think the I think the difference with menopause is that because none of us learn anything about it yeah um, at a younger age yeah it does sometimes come yeah. along and sort of slap you in the face, and if you're in a relationship, it can often slap yeah. both of you in the face. Yeah. It's not just the individual yeah. that it that's going through. And
2: it. I think it could be a lot harder as well for some couples where they've known the partner before they've reached the menopause phase or gone into menopause. Yeah, because then it's almost. The way from Sophie's description say like she feels like she was a different person beforehand, yeah, to what she is afterwards. Whereas yeah. I've known that person and still gone into it, yeah, and obviously still seen how that long struggle. have you
0: guys known each other? About
2: two and a half years.
0: So, actually, and Sophie, when did you when did you sort of when you had your surgery about
1: February 2018, so okay, we in April 2017, so this has all been quite a lot. Early on in our relationship. Wow,
0: that's that's a that's quite <laughs> a challenge, isn't it? At, at, at such a such an early stage of your relationship. Mm.
1: This is a question for for Martin. I'd say that um, obviously you and Diane have been together for ever. Ever. Because <laughs> we're much ever. older than Sophie and Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so has it been hard being in a relationship together for? How many? How many? I years thought you it? were going to stop there and just say in a relationship <laughs>
3: together. The answer to that is yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that seeing Diane goes through, you know, yeah, such so a really it's, difficult it's, it's time. It's really,
3: really, really uh, tricky um, because. Um, oh, uh,
1: sorry
0: about the aeroplane in the background. <laughs> my private
3: plane just you. <laughs> <it>. um, <laughs> the thing is, is that um, it, it, it's. Uh, as you know, you went you went through something very similar, as in having a total hysterectomy. So the reason Di had a total hysterectomy was because she uh, they, she'd got growths on her ovaries, she'd got a large fibroid, uh, and she'd got endometriosis and adenomyosis.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. Uh,
1: adenomyosis uh, is it. Uh, great well
3: <laughs> um, Anyway, so so and the thing is, is that if I took you back. For the whole of our relationship, or majority of our relationship, we have uh, we'd um, had to look at how we, w- if we were going to go away, we couldn't go away when she was going to, when it was any time near her having a, her having a period, because it was just disaster, you know. Mm. And when we did go away, she always ended up with um, um, UTIs, UTIs and stuff like that, and that you know. And this is so we've been together since. Ninety one ish, ninety one, ninety two. Wow, so, a million yeah. years! That's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. That's a huge achievement. Well done.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, and um, you yeah, I agree. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> silly. Uh, anyway, so so when and then when you when someone has so not knowing anything, right? You go along. Diad her surgery died a surgery, and being her, she wanted to be home the same day. So, but <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> she, she, she came home the following day, okay? Um, and we met with the the surgeon, nice lady, but we met with the surgeon, uh, and, and she said to Di, go and see your doctor in six weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so to me, I know nothing about menopause, okay? Okay. Um, my mum, I spoke to her about it uh, when I was like, this. she didn't. She said she didn't notice anything. Oh, well, okay. That's not surprising if you met my mum. But anyway, <laughs> but um, no. But it's um. So, die. You know, one of the die things Di, i said, I won't have any more periods. So then you think, well, actually, then what does that? It, it, what it changes is it just makes everything going to be as normal as possible
1: everything will be better
3: yeah yeah no so for a while and and then I got some education because Di we talked about what we we're going to do and Di went the natural route which seemed to be fine we went privately mm-hmm Saw cost suspe- a fortune, cost a fortune. It did yeah, cost, a fortune. I, I still can't tell you how much it cost because <laughs> didn't look <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, so but anyway, and that seemed to work, you know, but it was as useful as a chocolate teapot, mm. uh, and, and they were useless, you know. And I really put anybody off for of going that route, you know, because um, it's a there, it's there about money.
1: Was it really frustrating to see well, uh, know, and go I, down I, that route? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah.
3: I was incredibly good. Anyway, and, um, so uh, because I would normally I'd have lost my temper and done mm-hmm. something about it. But anyway, um, so then she fell off a cliff. That's the only way I can put it, fell off a cliff. So we went from, um, we, uh, it, the way it affected her was um, we were going to run out of money. We weren't going to be able to po- for, pay bills. Um, we had a business each and a business we ran together. And she couldn't deal with any of it.
1: So you were running all of it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't even walk the dogs. Um, You know, we had four dogs at the time. Uh, I think we didn't see any friends. We uh, basically cut cut ourselves off, or she cut herself off.
1: How did you feel seeing Diane go? Oh, it's pretty.
3: um, At the time, I think the thing was, I think what helped, having so much work to do, that actually helped in a way, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have, some of the times I didn't have time, but you're seeing someone that you... You know who they are. That's the key thing in anything. Those people don't change. They don't become someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're still the same person. It's just that they, it's just it's what their body's doing to them, and it's not what you're doing. And quite often you can feel like it's something I must have done. Do you know what I mean? You know, because you get the, there can be an atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, could be pretty sharp, I and mean, then there are occasions now I would say she's still sharp. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: True, though, that's you know, so polite. I think, yeah, and what I'd
3: me. do is just ignore it because I know now, you know, from experience, I know that that is just if you want to call it a condition, that's the condition. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that um, by saying, well, your wife could be a little bit more difficult, you know. well. I don't think that would be a very good way of describing it. It's just like
1: I fully agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: it, it's just it, it's the you know because it's going to be different with each with each person. Mm-hmm. And I you know as Steve said, the, 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 arm yourself with information. That would be my advice. Arm yourself with information. Don't say you know. Do you want me to come with you? Go to see and the be doctor. The support and yeah, and be the, the support. Pair of ears. Yeah, and be there because whenever you go to a, to a gp or a, or a specialist you don't always take it all in
1: no and you
3: don't you don't tape it do you and take it home with you
1: well, especially because going to those hospital appointments mm. or doctor's appointments you can be really emotionally charged yeah, yeah. and yeah. anxious yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Don't take, there with you. and
3: don't be frightened of taking control because i was in such a state that uh, and she wouldn't go and i just i actually what i did was I used my. Um, I knew the practice fairly well, so I just went in. I'd written a letter. I went in. I saw our um, uh, the assistant manager grabbed her. and I said, I gave her a letter, and I said, I need this appointment, and I need it today.
1: So you really took control of, of the yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah.
3: And they rang me back later and said, you know, come in at eight o'clock at night or something, was it? And they were waiting for us. But they knew that I. You know, during you, you know what I mean? They. They know that I'm not a drama queen you mm-hmm. know could be a bit of a queen but you know that's another thing i get but so that would be my advice That'd is, be don't, my advice to is don't yeah be involved
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah because i think that's uh, i think because otherwise that you're always going to get stuff second hand and you might not be getting you know if you think about what menopause is you might not be getting all the information back anyway
1: were you afraid of saying to Diane that I really think we need to see a doctor now?
3: No, I t- uh, no, I had said to. Her. I wasn't frightened of it. I, I knew how anti she was mm-hmm. because uh, she, because she didn't want to take HRT, HRT because if yeah. she knew that the or, or she thought that the main HRT that people were, were being offered was the one that was derived from from uh, mare's urine.
1: Which right. was widely publicised yeah, in yeah, the media yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, for several yeah. years,
3: and, and uh, you know, and the media have a big role to play in this. Shit, really, mm-hmm. you know, but what they need to do is they need to be able to get their um, they need they need to what they need to do is get their get their facts right. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
1: what difference did you see? And how and how long did it take for Diane to improve?
3: Forty-eight hours.
1: Forty-eight hours after taking. Forty-eight HRT. hours. She
3: was, uh, yeah, she, it, it, it changed. When we got to the stage where um, I actually got my mother-in-law to come and stay uh, uh, because I was in, such, you know, because I was so worried what she might do to herself. So
1: you felt afraid to leave? But yeah, yeah, absolutely,
3: alone. yeah, 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 and um, so, um, but. It, but the, as I say, it was not instant that it was within forty-eight hours. You could almost see um, the clouds lift a little bit. I would say that's what I would say.
1: So you must have felt completely. Yeah, yeah, hidden. it was. It was
3: great to see because you get, you know, you see that person. Do you know what I mean? You know, you, you get to see that person again.
1: How did you feel that Diane had had the surgery and? really kind of been left with little support afterwards
3: I I was shocked by that for a start because Mm. and and you can't blame one person for that that's a system that's a systematic problem it's a problem with you know um there there isn't a uh, there isn't a net to catch anybody Mm -hmm. you know and you know I I, and I, I think that's a that's a big problem that you know there isn't you know if you, you can't get any help and people it's a subject that people wanted to ignore i mean the amount of people that talk to me about uh, about menopause because of die but what was really interesting was after she had a surgery 95 percent of my clients probably more than that were, were women right. and a lot of them were women of a certain age and it was interesting that a lot of them used to ask me how's die doing after her surgery and I, didn't, I thought what they meant was how she's doing
1: physically. physically. Mm-hmm. But
3: they didn't mean that at all. It's just that they didn't know how to ask me, which they should have known because I'm pretty easy to talk to. Was
1: this your conversation when you go down the pub now, talking about menopause? Been, and... I,
3: I went to a do recently, a charity do, <laughs> where there was a bunch of girls there that, well, they're not girls anymore, but um, they were <laughs> girls that I knew in my 20s. And um, I got pinned down by four of them asking me loads of questions. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so the male
1: menopause yeah. advisor. Do you uh, have yeah. a thing there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: which is really funny because you know, I, rib, I ribbed him a bit and they said, oh, I can't believe we're talking to you about this. And I said, but it's, it, but it's interesting, isn't it?
1: What three things would you say to a man if he said, look, my wife is going through menopause, natural menopause, surgical menopause, what would you say to him? To kind of help his help partner
3: him. along. Uh, well, uh, one, um, take a breath. Okay. Uh, 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 and think about before you say anything.
1: So, would you say to recognise if, if perhaps your uh, yeah, partner's yeah, having yeah, an yeah, irritable yeah. day? Just yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. not react?
3: Just take a breath, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think that's good
0: advice. Yeah. 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 I menopause or not one of menopause. Yeah. Um, I think in life, yeah. take yeah. a breath is a good um, is good before advice. you speak. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Get, a, get equipped with knowledge mm-hmm. yeah you know and the other thing is actually don't forget about yourself
1: that's I think that's crucially yeah. important yeah, absolutely. yeah
3: and I
0: think all three of those things are absolutely applicable whether your partner is a woman or a man oh yeah. 100% yeah definitely because I think that's something that gets forgotten about is that there are lots of menopausal women going through menopause in a relationship. With another you're woman, never gonna,
3: I'm never going. to... I mean, I don't know what it, like, it feels like to go through a period, period, let alone knowing what it's like to, to go through menopause, and then know that you've got to whatever you know, you, your two, your cases, both of you, have got to carry on taking what you're taking mm-hmm. forever, you know, and that's something else that doesn't is not. Is, I, I um, had
1: no idea about that prior to surgery that I'd need to be on yeah, HRT. Yeah, yeah. For rep, like forever, mm. basically, no. had no no clue at no. all. But again, that's because that's because nobody told us. Mm. Do you agree with Stephen that if prior to surgery or straight after, it'd be really oh, useful I think, uh, to have yeah, it would be session or just just to chat about it together to rather kind of than
3: say. A, a, rather than a leaflet to you know a leaflet to here you go which we didn't get but you know what i mean yeah. you know because yeah i was going to uh, say what yeah. leaflet we didn't yeah, get yeah. a leaflet but I know, this I do, just I made do, me remember behind. i do I, yeah i think that's a, i think that would be a great idea yeah. you know and just and to I have that awareness that, you know, I, and i this would be a, a, a um you know a cause for a lot of breakups and a lot of you know i you know i've got friends um where I know, you know, they've said to me, you know. I said, you know a lot there, but it's um, <laughs> yeah, fine. Don't worry. what you like. They were saying, you'd uh, say, you know, my wife's really difficult, or you know, and it's like you have to realise that you're, you that their body is changing. Their body's asking for something that it may not have anymore.
1: Mm.
3: You know, so. And if you want to equate it to, it, it's like a body um, that's had a, you know, a drug or someone that's drunk a lot and they can no longer have alcohol. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's that, like a withdrawal. Yeah, a, yeah, it is. And, yeah. And, and, and that's, I think, how it should be treated. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, you say
1: surgical that it, it's very swift. Surgical yeah. is very instant. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that it put a strain on your relationship immediately after? Oh, I suppose after? it
3: did. I suppose it did. But I mean, you know... Um, we we've always been pretty open with each other so we we tend to say what we think and then i became
0: became really insular didn't i
3: yeah 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 that was that was probably it it was like living in a house with a bit of a stranger some Mm -hmm. of the time yeah so i think the
1: key message from today is it's good to talk Mm. absolutely and as long as you keep your communication lines open i've quite often said to stephen um especially when i've been really irritable is this, it's not you, you're not doing anything wrong, and I really love you, and yeah. I think you're amazing, and yeah. it's just reinforcing that, especially when I've lost my libido, I still find you incredibly attractive, I still fancy the pants off of you, just right now for me, yeah. I'm not there, Yeah. and just being I think open. The other,
0: I think the other, I mean, maybe we should probably do a whole podcast oh, about definitely. that side of things, but I think the other thing is, is it's sort of, there's the surgery to get over for a start, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So from that point of view, you know, kind of, you couldn't entertain the idea of a physical relationship. That's just like, no, everything <laughs> is sore. <Shop> <laughs> <laughs> everything is sore. And then it's sort of, I think the, you know, the psychological effects that I know that you and I have both had, um, the thing that I think is quite sad about that is that, Certainly, from my professional experience now of working with other people, is the amount of isolation that goes on, mm-hmm. particularly for partners when they they don't understand what's happening. Um, but I think that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, um, we've probably gone on too long anyway. Uh,
1: thank you very much, So Steven and Martin. Yeah, thank you so much. We you really appreciate staff.
0: you guys taking part in this. Um, so. Sophie and I, yeah, will be back with another one of these for you next week. Um, as ever, if you would like to drop us a message, um, then you know that you can do that. Tell us what you would like us to cover in the future. And Sophie, do you want to tell everybody what the contact details are?
1: Hello. Um, so our email address is hello menopausepodcast at hotmail.com. And we're also on Instagram as, um, what is our Instagram? I've completely our forgotten. Instagram is, it, is
0: it the Menopause Podcast? Oh, the podcast? Menopause
1: Podcast, yes. I, actually, I said <laughs> the wrong impressive. one last time. See, and anyway, on that note, sending <laughs> so you both. lots of love and thank you guys. And we'll speak soon. Bye.